following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? We're back. It's the Christmas episode. Now, I did warn everyone that it was going to come around. As soon as you got to the 1st of December, bang, you're into it. Okay, we're five days away. It's the 20th. Well, when I recorded this, it is quite possible you'll listen to this later. Now, what comes with this track was a very, very quick track. But if you ever want to annoy people in your life, colleagues... Just start singing this song. I had a, a colleague, I'm going to shout out to Kev, Big Bad Kev. He would sing this song and it became earworms. He would do it day after day after day. And next minute I would hear myself reciting Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. And it was fucking doing my head in. So that's my gift to you right now. Get onto this song and sing it to your family members purely just to annoy them. It's earworms, I'm telling you. It will frustrate the shit more so than Mariah Carey. Isn't that a gift that I give more than love during this time? So it's a Christmas show. It's not going to be over the top. It's not going to be anything I can't tell you about Christmas. I'm not going in the research of it. I think I've done it previously. We're going to talk about a few things. Have you done this? Have you done that? In the last seven days, I've had to record this three different occasions because... Everything's changed. So many things are changing. So I'm just going to keep it light, going to throw a few tunes in and just get into the whole Christmas swing of what's going on right now. And enjoy Christmas. I think it's about love. That's the Jingle Bell Fox Podcast Christmas Edition. Yes, it's the Zero Fox Podcast. My name's K-Mac and uh, I'm just searching for a bit of volume right now. And uh, I'm pretty sure I think it's working. Anyway, we'll soon work it out. Yes, we're back. End of the year, a couple of episodes to go. Another uh, one next week. Yeah. After Christmas? No, before? I don't know. Um, we've got, then we've got the New Year's edition. Um, we're going to talk about resolutions and just an overview of what a shit year it was. But now it's just about Christmas. 
It's, everyone loves it. Yeah, I'm not fussed anymore. But, you know, I, I think it makes people happy. And uh, particularly in Australia, it just puts a full stop on the end of the year. Can't speak for the rest of the world, but it's just a nice full stop. Schools are out for the Christmas break, holiday break, which is summer in Australia, southern hemisphere of the world. So anyone listening to the northern hemisphere that's cold and freezing, it's stinking hot here and humid generally at Christmas. Um, are we ready? Has everyone got their presents? Has they got it wrapped? Have they told their kids lies about a fake Christmas special? I don't know. Is that what they do? Um, what else have we got? Have you planned a menu? What are you eating? Christmas Day, particularly for mums. I know dads just think they just rock up and it's all done. Well, actually, let's rephrase that. Single dads try to make a, a subpar effort because their their ex-wives are generally doing the, the big do and they get the kids on the, on the end of the day and it's like, hi, guys, what do you want to eat? And it's like, oh, mum fed us copious amounts of food. Do you want to roast? No, I don't want to fucking roast. It's the last thing you want on a hot day. So dad will splash out with a bit of seafood and a few prawns and, hey, kids, you want to eat? The kids are like, oh, I fucking eat that. Oh, well, more for me. As he knocks down his third scotch and just looks at life and goes, well, what are they? Maybe that doesn't happen. I don't know. I'm just assuming. Um, have you worked out what you're going to drink? Have you planned a travel route? There's so many people that have to travel at Christmas. Uh, and I'll talk about it when I talk about movies later on, but there's a, every, trying to keep everyone happy. Do you have an early Christmas the week before so you get to see that family? Do you go and see them on the Christmas day? Do you go and see them Boxing Day? I mean, what's your plans? What do you, what do you try to do? Christmas cards. Christmas cards used to be a thing. Do we send Christmas cards anymore? I don't even know. Let's ask Alexa. Alexa, do people send Christmas cards anymore? The station. Feliz Natal. Free on Amazon Music. Okay, so I ask about Christmas cards. And she decides to give me music station with Christmas songs. Alexa, stop. I think that's enough out of her. We don't need her input anymore. Fucking hell. I didn't ask for much. And that's what I got. Okay. Yeah, so do people send Christmas cards? Is that a thing anymore? Do you send them to family members? Is that what we used to do? Do we not do it anymore? I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Um, so at this time of the podcast, it's five days to go. It's the 20th. Five days. I tried to warn everyone last month. It's going to come quick. It's going to come quick. Click your fingers after these five days. Seven days later, you're into the new year. It just it goes hell fast. And if you've been around long enough like I have, you just realise that it just gets away from you. There's a massive build-up for one day of the year. So let's just, let's just get in the mood and celebrate, you know, the good stuff while we can. Let's not get bogged down in... You know, the shit that we can't control. That's my theory anyway. Um, what else? Santa, do we really? I'm a bit old for that. I've just got to play along with it, you know. Um, for my nieces and a nephew and just go, yeah, yep, yeah. Um, but I mean, I've told this story before previously in this podcast about my kids and how my kids come to find out and... And my son was pretty cool in the way he regards the way he acted towards his sister. So I'm down with that. That's pretty. I'm I'm pretty cool with that. 
Uh, and I guess after the next five days, once it's all over, yeah, mum can breathe. They nailed it and the kids are happy. They've got their presents. They've got everything they want. They pretend they that they know about sin. Like they don't know about Santa so they get what they want and they pretend to be good but they're not. We know they're not being good. You know, dads are getting ready to watch the Boxing Day cricket test while being annoyed by their wife and kids, you know, for the three days that they just want to sit there and watch cricket. And they say, well, we want to go here, we want to go there, let's go to the park, let's go to this, let's go to this. Fuck, I just want to watch the cricket. All the while mum's knocking back a few Xanax with a bottle of Prosecco thinking that, <laughs> the kids are going to go back to school He's going to go back to work And the world's going to be a better place That's what she's thinking While she's upending the bottle of Xanax at this stage Going, I just want to sleep I just want to sleep So that's Christmas in Australia Yeah, I mean, of course it is Everyone knows that So let's get into the mood, I think No, no, no spin on Christmas, just something different, different track. Has it got you in the mood? Are you feeling it? Are you feeling all merry? Does anyone, do we ever use the word merry outside of Christmas? Do we just feel like, oh, how are you feeling today? No, no, good, I was merry. Merry? But it's not Christmas. Don't have to have Christmas to be merry. I just feel merry. I want people to use it in the new year. I want that to be the word of the year for happiness. How you feel? Merry. What? Yeah, Merry. Oh, okay. They didn't remember gay used to be that same word. He used to feel gay. How you feel? Oh, I'm all happy and gay. What? You like cock. 
No, 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 no. It doesn't mean I'm a homosexual. It's a word. And then somehow it's got taken over that apparently that if you use the word gay, you're a homosexual. Anyway, it's not. Let's not get into it. But it's not. All right, what else are we going to talk about? Let's get into the Christmas spirit. And I want to understand this because I don't think I've talked about this before, but I need to understand it. Particularly it's not really big in Australia, but if someone can explain to me what the fuck eggnog is, right? Because I hear about Christmas time. You watch a Christmas movie, they drink an eggnog. Let's drink eggnog. Now, big difference between Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. Australia, we're in the Southern Hemisphere. It's winter. It's summertime. Okay. Christmas in the North is in winter. This is why it's snowing. This is why movies always got snow when people are cold and they're drinking eggnog. Right. We average about 32 degrees Celsius, okay, We on, on a Christmas day. So it's hot as fuck. We don't want to be drinking something. There's like a, a, a warm egg-flavoured drink. I don't – I'm not getting my head around it. It's cold drinks in Australia. You know, depending on what your tipple is – um, it's about getting with your family, getting fucked up, eating as much as you can, having a rest afterwards, having a sleep in the afternoons and, and watching that one relative make a fucking dick of themselves because that's guaranteed. I used to have an auntie who was a secret booze hound and the secret was she didn't know that we all knew. She thought that she was keeping it but that was the secret. And uh, and then she would get all kinds of fucked up and abusive, be abusive to others, um, rude and even racist. And, and I, I didn't realise until I got older that racist, racism, the racism I had in my family, um, which was just in, indoctrinated into them. It was really bizarre. Um, and if you don't think for yourself, you easily become part of that. So, yeah, they would say just racist things and, and um, yeah, there's always that one member. Now, I'm not condoning her behaviour, right, but because that was just how I grew up. So when I was married, it was a different story. I'm, I moved into a larger family. I'm one of three kids. I'm the eldest of three. I married the um, second youngest of five girls. Five girls. Can you imagine being the dad of that family? Five girls. But my ex-mother-in-law, big, big shout out to Marie. She's fucking awesome. She worked her ass off at Christmas time. Her job in life has been to raise kids and grandchildren and she's been there from the very first time she's had her first child to right up to now. I think I hazard the guess that she's probably got in five, ten. There have to be around 15, 15 grandchildren, 15 or 16 grandchildren. And my two are obviously in that right in the middle. And uh, she runs around the whole time. She just wants to be surrounded um, by her kids and grandkids. She wants to make sure everyone's had enough to eat, have enough to drink. And, and she really looks after everyone else. She just never stops. She's always on her feet 100%, you know, bang, bang, bang. But the one thing she's never suggested or ever wanted to do is potentially give salmonella to anyone at Christmas time. Right? That's, that's, that's the truth of it. Because when you break it down, eggnog is made of raw, unpasteurised eggs that contain salmonella and can lead to food poisoning. Why do we want to poison friends and family over Christmas? Is that a thing now? Like it's, yeah, yeah, you drink it. Are you going to have a cup? Oh, I'm just a bit busy at the moment. 
you have it and I'll get back to you while you're sitting there rubbing your fingers like an evil genius going, oh, this motherfucker's going to be spewing in a couple of hours. They're going to go home and think it's going to be something they've eaten but the fact is oh, it was the eggnog. Why would you want to do that to people? It's Christmas time. So anyone that's trying to put an eggnog together, no, make margaritas. Simple fact. Cancel eggnog, make margaritas. It's easy. Everybody wins and it's a good day. That's as simple as it is. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one, and then he sang a song, the rare old mountain tune, I turned my face away. And dreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in late to one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you, baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true Christmas Day 
Yeah, okay. So there's something from the Pogues. Fairy Tale of New York. If anyone's looking for the Christmas, the ultimate Christmas song, that's it. If you check the lyrics out, it's even funnier. Um, okay. So, yeah, as I say, in the last seven days, a lot's happened and we're about to see, I'm just noticing they're shutting borders. New South Wales, where I live, uh, stayed in Australia where Sydney is the capital city. Looks like shutting their borders down for the rest of the st- other states because we've had breakouts here and, you know, coincided. It just seemed to happen the week before. I'm not going to get into conspiracy theory about all of this because I don't have enough research to back up my thoughts at this stage. But anyway, that's another story. Um, on top of that, it's been, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's been a rough year and um, I sort of I just want to touch on a few things. I know this is a happy feeling for Christmas but sometimes we've got to think outside of what's going on with us and even if it's been a rough year, we've got to think about others. Um, this sits hard with me. Um, anyway, the short, I'll give you the short version because this is not about me. I want to send love out to my friend, the podcast friend, Jody, who was good enough in episode 49, parts one and two. Um, I did an interview with her about... Uh, losing her little girl Layla. Layla lived for a few hours after she was born and passed away. Now I find that firstly that this is a very, very strong woman and and someone I'm proud to be associated with. I've never met her in person. We've only ever talked um, via phone. But she gave me her time. If you go back and listen to the interview... and she was in the process, I think the interview was a good period of time after the fact... Um, it was 12 months actually because I launched it on Mother's Day to appreciate the mothers that are out there. Um, Jody rebuilt herself from the events of 2019 and which really obviously took a toll. She wants to be a mum. You know, it's a big thing for a lot of women and I totally understand it. Rebuilt herself, got healthy, which she was and, and you know, looks after herself well She's a qualified nurse, a very highly educated nurse and she knows what she's doing. Earlier this year or earlier, several months ago, about five months ago, she fell pregnant. I don't know the ins and outs of whether she went IVF. I'm not sure. No, the story is that's her business. But she was pregnant and she found out she was having a little baby boy. And she knew the trip was going to be hard and she knew that she had to monitor it the whole time and then she was like, oh, I'm not sure. Anyway, earlier this last week or late last week, um, Jody has, um, you know, I guess it's with a sad home, I say, she's she's not going to be carrying this wee lad full term um, and she's now going to relive the same nightmare. I don't say this to to grab your attention or I, I just want to say this as to this is a woman who bared her soul for me to put out there and talk about real things in real life. It happened to her sister. It's now happened to her the second time and she's not going to carry it full term and she's lost a little boy that she was invested in. And right now that she is grieving at a time, I mean, she's a single woman, self-sufficient, she doesn't need anyone... She doesn't need a man in her life. She wants someone that, you know, she wants to be in love with. But this little man was going to be her next part of her journey. Um, So my love goes out to Jodie. 
she's she's going to pick herself up and she's going to keep living. That's who she is. I'm not pitying her in any way because she doesn't want pity. That's not who she is. And she accepts life. I can't speak for her so I'm not, I'm not trying to put this is what she would say. But what I want to emphasise is that during this time, you know, when we're squabbling with naughty kids or we're feeding them lives with, lies with, you know, oh, if Santa's watching because you don't want to discipline your kids and you want to use bullshit excuses and you get frustrated with them. Or you're arguing with partners, you know, I want you to do this. I just need you to clean this. I just need you to... All of these things. When you, when you think about what's going on in the world, you know, and other people's hearts are broken at this time, just take solace and go... You know, you know what, it's Christmas, let's just celebrate what we've got. And I don't want to sound like a cliche. Uh, the the, the Jodie scenario has, has really touched me and hit home. And I know that it takes a strong person to get through this. She can do it. And I just want others out there that are listening to this to go, if you haven't listened to my podcast, go and listen to 49. You'll understand the, the woman that she is because she's amazing. But this was everything out of her control. This is everything inside her body and she's done everything that she can possibly do. So over this time, you know, she's got other things. So just think what you've got, whether you've got children, whether you don't have children, whether you're, you're happily single and you're finding yourself in your new life and, you know, and one friend of mine's got awesome pets. She's got two amazing dogs, a galah and a horse, or two horses, sorry, so... Whatever you invest in, whatever is you, just be grateful that that's what you've got because we're here, we're not here for a long time. And we're here just Please for life. Please don't cry You know I'm leaving here tonight Before I go
out there isn't it there's a lot to think about but it's life and we've got to appreciate it. we've got to get into it now we're going to get into my top three christmas movies must watch um for this time of year it's not a, i'm not saying i'm giving you a job i'm not saying it's a chore i'm saying that over the next five days or six days if you want to count boxing day because i'll throw that in the equation you need to watch these movies Again, if you've seen them before, it doesn't matter. You've got to watch them again. Now, people are going to get upset when I say this because it's true. You're going to say Elf. Everyone's going to say Elf, 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 Elf. I can't put that in my top three because I've never watched it from start to finish. I've seen clips of it. I've seen <laughs> Will Ferrell just being a five-year-old kid jumping up and down excited about Santa. Um, yeah, so... I, I haven't seen it, so I can't put it in my top three. So everyone out there that's saying, oh, what's wrong with you, man? You need to see Elf. Yeah, I get that. And um, it's, yeah, it's it's on my to-do list. Actually, this week, that's my job. I'm going to watch Elf. So all you people that are now thinking, oh, come on. It's it's on my list to do. Right, so this is what I'm going to give you. So before we get in my top three, let's talk about didn't make it. Home Alone, 
in short, can fuck off, okay? Because the reality is America, on day one, thieves would have killed that kid. They would have gone in, whacked the kid, put his body in the freezer, cleaned out the house and because they would have had guns. They wouldn't have been sneaking in and stealing stuff without guns, right? It's America. It's, it's New York. So how the kid survived, allegedly survived as long as he did, we all know it's bullshit. He would have been whacked. There wouldn't have been a Home Alone 2. There wouldn't have been a Home Alone 3. There would have been a Home Alone 15 minutes. Family go to the airport. Kid gets whacked. People clean out the house. Even so, I think the thieves would go back after two or three days and realise there's no one here for a while and then they strip the place of all internal fittings. It wouldn't have been a kid eating ice cream, watching movies, tying up paint tins to slam thieves in the head. 15 minutes in would have been dead. No more Home Alone. So that's my version. Not going to be my top three. What else they talk about? They talk about Die Hard. No, it's not a Christmas movie. It's people going to get a party and get drunk and they get held up by hostages, by terrorists. It's not a fucking Christmas movie. I'm going to give you my top three. Firstly, number three, Christmas Vacation. It's a John Hughes script. If you know John Hughes, then you understand why it's as good as it is. He created Vacation. He wrote, sorry, he wrote Vacation. He wrote... The Breakfast Club. He wrote Pretty in Pink. I mean, the man is an icon. Unfortunately, John Hughes has passed away and, and very young too, but he is brilliant. So if you understand as a scriptwriter how good this man is, then you know that it's funny. Right? He, he just left an amazing legacy behind. In this movie, we're bringing back everyone from the original um, vacation movies and the concept Um. And, and, and it goes back to a time when you used to get a Christmas bonus at the end of the year and you would be almost relying on it like, oh, whatever I'm going to get, I'm going to – can't wait to get my Christmas bonus because I'm going to buy this or we're going to get this or the, we're going to get a family present that's going to be this. That was, that was what a Christmas bonus used to be. Although I just heard recently someone got one Christmas bonus. So maybe they're still around in some parts of the world. Now, add on top of that, it's Chevy Chase. This guy is, no matter how he's portrayed off screen and he's hard to work with and right now he's a cranky old man. Well, because he is an old man, he's allowed to be a cranky old man. He brings his best to the table and everyone on the ensemble cast is just fantastic. So that's my number three, Christmas Vacation. Put that, write that down right now. Christmas Vacation, must watch this week, K-Max says. Okay, write that down. Number two. Now, this will depend on where you are in the world and depends on where it's released. It can be called Four Holidays or it can be called um, Four Christmases. This is a huge, huge favourite of mine. And I'll give you the hint. In writing this, I've watched it twice because I just, I just love the acting in it. But what it basically is, is a realistic view uh, on the side of Christmas that people don't talk about. There's broken families, you know. When you grow up with a Hallmark-style Christmas where the family all gets together and everyone loves each other and it's just wonderful, um, this is four sides of the family, hence four Christmases. Mum and Dad divorced on both um, the partners, so it's Vince Vaughan and Reese Witherspoon who bounce off each other without this throughout this movie like 
crazy. Like Reese Witherspoon is playing <laughs> the straight woman character, but she's as funny as hell bouncing off Vince Vaughn. I can't emphasise enough how many funny lines that Vince Vaughn are throwing out there. Um, and I'll give you an example. When they talk about um, Reese Witherspoon growing up and that she had a friend that was possibly a lesbian and um, um, she said, no, 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 she's fine. And he said, no, no, it's cool. Look, hey, you're a better kisser for it. There's so many punchy lines that Vince Vaughn is just throwing out there and they're bouncing off. It's fantastic. Although I will say I think there's scenes throughout the movie where they put Reese Witherspoon on a box to stand next to Vince because she's so little and he's so tall and they're trying to get her in the same shot with some sort of continuity. So I think there's times where you see her standing on a box, which is quite funny actually. But a brilliant, brilliant movie and it talks about both sides. The perfect couple that are in love until they learn about the secrets of each other's past and then it makes them question the future. They were happy being single not having to be married. You know, it wasn't a big thing for them. But then as this goes on, they sort of think, well, maybe that's what we do, you know. Do we want to have kids? Who knows? So that's that's what the movie's about. Um, the ensemble includes Robert Duvall. He's, he's like one of my man crushes as an actor of all times. I mean, he's he, he was brilliant in The Godfather. He was brilliant in Apocalypse Now. I mean, the guy's been in everything that's that's been... Awesome. And now in this he's got a comedic role of just being a, a redneck, you think you're better than me kind of dad. It's fucking hilarious. Um, John Favreau. The John Favreau is a big hitter in Disney right now and Hollywood, right? And he learnt his craft. He did The Hard Yard. His best mates with Vince Vaughn, they kicked off their first movie together. And he just shows the differences in families and how they think um, – and I just love the realistic side of oh, this is how people interact, you know. You, you can be within the same family but everyone's got a different view on different lives and he plays, you know, a cage fighter brother <laughs> of of um, Vince Vaughn who is called Brad but his real name's Orlando. have to watch it. This week, must watch. There's just so many funny lines. I'm serious. It's just, you know. You just people can just relate to it, and it's hilarious. And, and, and you know, it's a it's not a rom com, it's a Christmas movie, but it's a piss take. It's it's everything I love. It just questions life and makes you realise that there's so many different people out there. Um, okay, so that's two down. The number one, you've got write this down. Love actually. Now, literally, love actually is disguised as a Christmas movie, but. As in the title, it's all about love. And it's just how it happens and they're using Christmas as a as a, a theme, you know. For when people are their most vulnerable and being in relationships, celebrating loss and heartbreak. And this is just how the world works, you know. The brilliant writing of Richard Curtis, which is one of my favourite, again, one of my favourite screenwriters of all time. And while you might not always know his name off the cuff, He's known for everything associated with Rowan Atkinson. Anything that Rowan Atkinson and they came through, Richard Curtis wrote. So if you've ever seen Mr Bean, which I know it's a worldwide phenomenon, but it's not his funniest stuff. If you want to see Black Adder, then you'll start to see the funny stuff. He's been the writer behind it. I mean, and he even puts Rowan Atkinson in this in, in little roles that he just needs him in different movies. Um, but again, it looks at the, the realism, it, but it takes the piss. 
So one guy who's a single guy says, you know, I'm out of here. I'm leaving England. I'm getting out. I'm leaving London. I'm going to the US. And he's like, where are you going? I don't know. I'm going to meet girls. There's always girls there. And it's the piss take, the English style piss take of, oh, yeah, an Englishman goes to America. He just walks into a bar and he meets beautiful women and that's just how the world works. So, And, of course, they just pretty up the, the movie with a couple of, you know, well-known actresses that, that glam it up. There's a touching side to it about a woman who's single that has to deal with a brother who has a mental illness. There's the other side of a potential cheating husband and the wife finding out that they maybe they're just not in love anymore. There's all these different things, but it's all wrapped up in a comedy that is typical of British humour. Um, all the cast that's in it are perfect. They've all gone on to do other things. They've all got bigger in their own rights. But it's 17 years old and it still holds up, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, and simple, really. It just wraps up a story of people that overlap each other and everyone's associated with each other. And how about love at a Christmas time? And particularly um, with the English Prime Minister, they obviously an actor, who falls in love with one of his... Um, staff and how she's just raw and in your face but just lovely and he's smitten by her and it's just unlikelihood of romance things where you look and go, well, that wouldn't normally happen but, hey, it's happening. My number one movie at Christmas time to watch. Not going to lie, I've already watched it this week. I've already watched it once. I watched um, four Christmases twice and I'm about to watch uh, Christmas Vacation in the next day or two. So that's my top three Christmas movies. I'd say just watch them, you'll love them. It lightens the mood. It makes everyone think about life and go, oh, that's nice. And that's what everyone wants because everyone just wants something nice, don't they really? That's just life.
just stole. All right, Carrie's hid and took the reversion. I always said, oh, you're going to get sick of it, you're going to get sick of it. That's a different version of it. It's the latest one from Little Mimi's Christmas or some bullshit. Little Mimi. Fuck. Mariah Carey became a crazy woman. Let's all don't forget that beautiful voice. Crazy woman. Okay. So this is this Christmas podcast. There's not much more that I can really say or talk about or put out there. Um, I think that I want everyone to stay safe, be kind to each other and um, treat people how you want to be treated. That's the, the message that I spruik now because I believe it. I believe that that's what life's about. I don't think that anyone purposely aims to hurt other people other than unless you're a psychopath and there's plenty of those out there. But I truly believe that people have a love for others and that sometimes they get sidetracked and they don't show it the way they should or they treat people nastily. But I don't think that anyone intentionally goes out to hurt others. And sometimes after people say things, we just need to take a step back and go, oh, okay, that's just you know, the way that the world is. It's They're upset, life's tough, said some stupid things, didn't mean it. Let's reset, let's get on with life. 2020 has been a shit year, we all agree on that. There's been some good things, there's been some bad things. There's been some things that started off good that have now turned to shit in my world. I'm just one person on this planet amongst, you know, millions of others. So if you like someone, if if you respect someone, then just let them know. Just let them know that it's, you know, that's the way Christmas is. Um, I can't say anything more other than rehash over and over and over the same thing. Just be safe. In this time, you know, as I said, we're about to go into lockdown. I think Britain's going into lockdown category three. There's states all over America that are in lockdown. Everything's changing. Just try to make the most of what you've got without sending yourself crazy. I mean, that's that's what's really important and spread the love if you you know you don't have to be over the top but just tell people around you that you love them this time that's what it is it's a good time to feel good i'm not into the religious holiday i'm not into that jibe what i'm into is it's just a nice excuse to top, finish out the year and make others feel good okay that's the end of the show shall i finish with a christmas song yeah, okay, let's go with this one. This will do it. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. I can call you right. Is Maybe just a happy Oh, dream we're now. both adults, so who's keeping what score? Will my friends think? Oh, I think they should rejoice. If I have one more dream, it's your body and your choice. Oh, you really know how. Your eyes are like starlight now. Despair. One look.
go, go, go. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. Well, Murray, he just pulled up outside. I understand, baby. Baby, it's cold outside. I simply should go. Text me when you get home. Oh, I'm supposed to say mm, I no. guess that's respectable. This welcome has been. I feel lucky that you so dropped in. Nice But you better go before it starts. My sister will be suspicious. Well, gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there oh, at the door. Oh, he loves my music, baby. I'm sure. My gossipy neighbors. I'm a genie. Tell me what your well, wish is. Maybe just a cigarette. Oh, that's something we should probably explore. I've got to get home. Oh, baby, I'm well aware. Say, lend me a car. I'll keep it, girl. I don't care. You've really been great. I feel when you touch my hands. You see, I want you to stay. It's not Talk, but what do they know? At least there'll be plenty of oh, let them mind their business and go. Oh, ma'am, I really can't stay. Let me just go. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. I hope that this year we're going to get into it again, obviously more. But um, again, thank you so much. It's been uh, it's been great having your your patronage from all around the world. When we get to the final episode, I'm going to talk about um, you know everyone that around the world in different cities that have been listening. I, I I'm truly. I'm truly blessed by the people that listen and, and hopefully you enjoy and get something from it. So thanks again. This has been Zero Fucks Podcast, presented, created and produced by me, K-Mac. You can find me on all social media platforms as Gorilla Radio or at gorillaradio.com.au. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind. Are you ready? Let me tell you something about house music. It's not just a groove. House is a feeling. And when you feel it,
Thank you, Randy. Goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Fucking Chinese. Now, if you're still listening, that you know that this is a sneaky little track that I put in. Um, some people have already switched off. They're not going to hear this. But uh, in particular, this is for Neil because Neil has a love of the Queen. Christmas. 25 years ago, my grandfather broadcast the first of these Christmas messages. Today is another landmark because television has made it possible for many of you to see me in your homes on Christmas Day. My own family often gather round to watch television as they are at this moment and that is how I imagine you now. I very much hope that this new medium will make my Christmas message more personal and direct. It's inevitable that I should seem a rather remote figure to many of you, a successor to the kings and queens of history, someone whose face may be familiar in newspapers and films, but who never really touches your personal lives. But now, at least for a few minutes, I welcome you to the peace of my own home. That it's possible for some of you to see me today is just another example of the speed at which things are changing all around us. Because of these changes, I'm not surprised that many people feel lost and unable to decide what to hold on to and what to discard, how to take advantage of the new life without losing the best of the old. But it's not the new inventions which are the difficulty. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. They would have religion thrown aside, morality in personal and public life made meaningless, Honesty counted as foolishness, and self-interest set up in place of self-restraint. At this critical moment in our history, we will certainly lose the trust and respect of the world if we just abandon those fundamental principles which guided the men and women who built the greatness of this country and Commonwealth. Today, we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand... Yeah, no, I think she's getting a bit carried away, actually. 
That's a damn shame. That's um, 1957. That was her first ever television progress. Uh, pr- progress. Her first ever Christmas message on television from the Queen. So there you go. But that's not the message. That's not the real Queen. This is the Queen I wanted to point out to Neil. This is the real Queen. Oh, my love, Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas. 